All right. Welcome, everyone, to Ashes Pathfinders, Episode 65, Assemble. I am joined today by Wondering Mist and McStackerson. Gentlemen, I'll go with uh, McStackerson first. Why don't you introduce yourself, let everybody know uh, kind of what you do in the community, maybe any of the things you're involved in, um, and just kind of uh, some of the things that might have brought you in here uh, to uh, to kind of like um, be an interested member of the community for Ashes of Creation. Um, hey, I'm McStackerson. I uh, joined the community back even before the Kickstarter, back in 2000, like February 2017. Uh, I have always been a fan of MMOs since elementary school when I played RuneScape, uh, especially like the PvP aspects. And so that's kind of what drew me to uh, Ashes in the beginning, was uh, their method of inc encouraging player conflict uh, with the node system, as well as their guild system and flagging system. Um, I've kind of just been active on the forums, although I do also jump on uh, BCG's community podcast uh, every other week. But yeah, that's that's me. Right on. Welcome to the show, friend. And uh, Mist, how about yourself? Hello. Yes. Um, so I'm wandering Mist on both the forums and the Discord. I... I I think I probably started around the same time as um, Mr. Agson, uh, just before the Kickstarter, and then I backed the Kickstarter. What initially drew me to the game was the node system. I thought that was really interesting and innovative, uh, if they can pull it off. Um, and I've just been going through uh, mostly on the forums, but I do make the occasional appearance on the Discord as well. Uh, and my main focus uh, when it comes to MMORPGs is raiding. That's my big kind of thing. I've done progression raiding in a number of different games, um, and I'm hoping to do so as well in Ashes. Right on. Well, welcome to the show, both of you. So to anyone who's normally watching this, whether you watch it here uh, on Twitch later or on YouTube, um, I am going to apologize ahead of time. I realized after the last episode, which has been over a month now, that uh, I hadn't posted the uh, episode 64 on uh, YouTube yet. Totally my bad. Um, I'll get that up here probably within the next 24 hours. And then this episode should go live on YouTube. Uh, I'm going to say probably by like Thursday, uh, just to space them out a little bit. And um, you also might be wondering, if you don't really watch this here on Twitch Live, you might be wondering where... Daedalus is at. And uh, Daedalus had to step down. I'd made an announcement in the uh, forums as we're seeking some, or I'm seeking, uh, one to two new co-hosts here. Um, aside from that, I'm also looking to uh, bring on just more community members. It's kind of always been a paramount uh, piece to this particular show, um, which is just kind of bringing on more people from the community, getting different opinions, different insights, um, and, and just getting to know other people in the Ashes of Creation community, um, like both of you too. I've been, you know, following the game for quite a long time as well, uh, well before Kickstarter. And um, you know, there's a lot of people that they'll kind of like, you know, check in seasonally while the game's in development. And then you got the people that are pretty, pretty dedicated here regularly. And uh, and so it's really nice to kind of meet some of the other people that I haven't honestly had a chance to meet yet. 
Uh, and so both of these two are here because A, I'm looking for other co-hosts and B, I want to bring on more people that I don't know myself to get to know. And this is a really good opportunity uh, to do that. Um, so yeah, that kind of, t you know, tells me a little bit about you two. Um, and, and also for anybody that's like, maybe not checking the forms, you're like, oh, is it like a negative thing? Daedalus leaving, not negative. Dude's still totally a great friend. Um, he just had some life stuff going on that he had to, he had to step away from content creation and gaming and all that really attend to. Uh, so totally, you know, torch for him. We're going to carry the Pathfinder torch such as it is. Um, we have a lot on the agenda today to discuss. So it's going to be really interesting to see what your two perspectives are, because I really don't know what they might be. So this is going to be a, a total wild card scenario here. <laughs> Um, could be could be really interesting, could spark some great conversation, could put us at odds. Um, but um, either way, let's kind of talk about it. So last live stream was at the end of February. I believe it was the 28th. That could be wrong. I think it was, right? Wasn't it on Valentine's Day? I think it was. Uh, 28th. Damn. It was 28th All right, cool. All right. Yeah. Just want to make sure. <clears throat> I've been trying to do a little bit of recapping, and we've got a lot to actually recap on, believe it or not. Um, so... In this uh, particular last live stream, they had mentioned that we knew that they were looking at going into the GDC, right, which is the Game Developers Conference. And it's a great place for developers to go and showcase their games, uh, products, some of the, 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 the you, know, you know, systems they have in place, some cool new innovative features. It's a way for them to link up as professionals. They were going to go and showcase Alpha 1 there, right? Well, they, they had said at the last live stream, well, hey, you know, we've kind of decided we're not going to be doing this. Um, we're actually not going to go. We want to put the health and safety of our, um, you know, developers, people that are part of our team. We want to put that at the forefront, really like look out for them, um, keep people safe. Totally understandable, right? So you know, as community members, I'm sure a lot of people were going, wait, so what does that mean? You know, are we going to get to see anything? Is it another delay? A lot of people have different ideas about this. Well, they, you know, followed up really quick saying we're going to showcase uh, what we were going to showcase there, um, here on our, our Twitch channel, Ashes of Creation on Twitch. And so that's really awesome. We're looking forward to that. It's supposed to be this month. We don't know what time or what day exactly yet, when that's going to be slotted or scheduled. Um, but hopefully uh, that'll be happening sometime in the very near future. It'll definitely give us a lot to talk about once that happens here on the show. Um, so they talked about that. They also had a follow-up to that here just a couple days ago, I believe, which was a blog post. Uh, let's see. Yes, it was on the 13th of March. So they are enacting a work-from-home policy. Um, so a lot of them are going to be working from home. Um, I, I'm not sure what that means for uh, them showcasing Alpha 1 this month. Then I don't know if that necessarily means that it's going to be delayed or... Um, if they're going to be, you know, it's just going to be like maybe Steven hopping on or a couple people maybe hopping on over at his house like they're there, you know, regularly will do from time to time. And uh, perhaps, you know, showcasing uh, the Alpha One there. He had also mentioned at that live stream that um, some of what was uh, being showcased, you might we might get more than one dose of it, essentially. Um so what do you, what about you two? Do you have some concerns that maybe we, we're going to, you know, it's going to be a miss. We're not going to get to see that now. Um, any, any thoughts in general about them being able to showcase that and maybe even what you're, you're hoping to see. I could see it being kind of used as a reason to delay what they were going to showcase us. 
Um, I hope it doesn't mean that they're going to give us less or not going to showcase it. But uh, the most pessimistic side of me says that they might use it for a delay, and that's the worst. Yeah, remember what you missed? Mm, yeah, it, it can do. It, it really just depends on how much they've already done before they have decided to do the working from home stuff. Obviously, working from home does slow the process down in mm. incredibly, uh, particularly when it comes to interdepartment stuff. So like the engineers have to communicate what they're doing and communicate with the management. That slows down. It really just depends on how much they've already sorted in advance and whether it's just like a few touches here or there to make it presentable to uh, present to us or whether there are more things that they needed to have got done. Yeah, I know that um, on that last live stream, I think it was um, Jeff. I think he was mentioning when they were kind of like curious and what are you going to be showcasing? It's a lot. It's a lot they put on the agenda. They said the starting area. They said the quests, the node development, and some of the quests tied into that. Um, the public events, monsters, dungeons, PvP. Um, so there's a lot to cover there. Um, you know, my expectation was that, it, you know, if they're going to cover all that, it's going to be a pretty significant stream, probably a couple hours for sure, at least. I would say probably minimum, um, mm -hmm. because that's a lot to cover. If, if you ever did, I don't know if either of you ever did play Alpha Zero or not, but if you did, that's, you know, you could you could run around quite a bit. Um, and so, you know, from my perspective, they talked about maybe doing more than one uh, stream. I'm just hoping that it's going to be, I guess my concern is probably the same as yours, which is, does this mean that it's going to be a delay? Because <clears throat> if you're going to showcase that in the studio and multiple people are going to be involved in that and perhaps they were going to be, you know, you're going to have to have one or two people running something from their computer's uh, it, you know, in the studio to kind of like contribute to whatever we were doing or showcasing in the game, then is that something you're going to be able to do remotely? You know, I don't know. So I guess that's kind of the the concern I have as well. I'm hoping we do get to see it. Um, I think it's really important uh, that they try their best to, to at least hit that point. But, um, you know, of course, safety first. And, you know, they've, they've I think, been doing the past two I'd say probably two to three months. I've really felt like there's been quite a bit of momentum in a, in a more positive kind of more open uh, kind of more in the, in the direction of sharing. Um, whereas like, you know, before that it was, man, it was definitely felt like a lot of people were feeling it was in, we were in the dark a bit. Um, so some of the points on artwork, which I think we're going to tie back into the conversation around uh, the alpha alpha one walkthrough in just a minute. Um, but the, Artwork. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to try to do this in one big, ginormous breath. Ready, set. Artwork pieces. Okay. Yeah, I'm totally not going to be able to do it. <laughs> but they taught, okay, so they sh they showcased uh, the, the I call the peasant models, which was like the shopkeep, the, the merchant, the potential like bookkeepers or librarians or whatever that was going to be, blacksmiths in their aprons. Um, with their death stare, which was pretty hilarious, right? <laughs> I think Margaret, I think the thing that Margaret said that I like completely just lost my shit and started laughing like so hard was she was like, they look like they've seen some shit. And I'm like, ain't that the truth, man? But uh, that was pretty hilarious. Just just total tangent I had to go on. But they showed the uh, the bark bear, uh, 
which totally had like the this whole like enchanted forest vibe to it the molten bear which whenever i saw that i play the elder scrolls online currently like that's what i'm getting my fix with right um and i play it uh quite a bit and <laughs> chat i don't know what that is adeniums i don't know i don't know what times at sumorg i don't know uh molten bear looked a lot like the, the end of the month reward pet which which was really interesting uh course that's not going to be a pet that's going to be a full you know bear that could potentially like barf lava on you or something um we had the woolly bear I'm really hoping for the buff <laughs> if, if that's not in i'm i'm gonna be so disappointed I, I would love for it to have like these like claw abilities like it just mauls you with like lava and then just you know you've got this like lava like spurting out of your chest it's like oh no like i hope you brought your magic friends um the cursed charger variants, which was pretty cool. We saw a couple of those. There was the pox claw, and the, which was the uh, raptor sort of modeled um, creature. There was, I don't know, the furry zebra claw or whatever that was, the, the variant it was of the raptor. Um, we got to see like an otter. The first one, I was like, man, that kind of looks like it's a little undead-ish. And then the other one was like kind of a green. Um, <laughs> that's funny one hour and all okay i'm getting a timer here uh that i've got to make sure i i do this in an hour i guess um yeah the dark green eyed one had a really cool uh variant then they had the scale runner which they released the blog on around da, 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 da. yeah i don't have that one pulled up you can go check it out um then there was a lot of variants uh for that one too there was like the yellow gold one which was really cool and then they um talked you know showed them the variants of the merchants there was the, you know the male the female that's about as far as they got then i think we'll stop there and i'll get your feedback on that like the thing is, a lot of people have been saying for a, a better part of i would say i'd say a good six to nine months of last year i feel like that's probably a good estimation if i was to throw a random number out there um but a lot of people were going like enough of the um enough concept art enough concept art you know it's all concept art we want we want models we want renders and stuff uh i think if i was to say you know for 2019 what did they really kind of come full circle around and resolve a problem on i think that's probably one of them and i would say especially if we were to look at the progression of the past two months with creatures and all these variants and showcasing like look you got to see all this concept art now here's what you get to see you know, so then they show us this variant of what was in maybe a uh, monthly reward. But then we're also seeing like, oh, and look how this translates into all the other creatures in the world that are also bears or also lizards or also like creepy little raptor claws or whatever. Um, what were some of your thoughts in terms of like how much they've been showcasing in regard to the creatures and the renders uh, versus the uh, the previous concept art, et cetera? Um, yeah. It, that was my major concern is throughout the game's development, we hadn't really seen what they were going to fill this world with. We hadn't seen any of the monsters and stuff without, with the exception of like, like a few of like the cats and the bugs, um, some older stuff. And so it was nice to see like they, they've created some of these base models, like the base cat, the base otter, the lizard, as well as the bear and how they're changing up the textures to make them um, unique enough for the different environments so yeah i guess that's it i'm happy to finally see like what they're going to do to 
fill the world with creatures for us to kill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed. Um, one of the things that I know some people are going to have beef with is they'll look at, for example, the two bears, and the I'm going to say the more ignorant people will think, oh, they're just recolors. Oh, they're they're skipping out on work, or they're they're being lazy about it by just recoloring different animals for different biomes. And the the people that think that, I don't think they understand just how much work goes into creating these animals. Even just recoloring them is a huge task. And when you put on the different textures, like the bark texture for the bear, that's a huge effort. Um, so I'm honestly very happy with what we've seen so far. What I'm more um, concerned with is the animations that go along with them. I, I think back to the um, that uh, preview trailer that they put out for PAX, was it? I think with the raptors attacking the city. Mm -hmm. And those animations on the raptors, they, oh, no, they, they just did not gel at all. And it was so clunky. Yeah, I get that they wanted to do sort of in the engine and do it as it was gameplay. But there there was clearly a lot of work that needs to be done for those so mm. that that's kind of what i'm thinking of with those animals yeah i think that um i think a lot of complaints around that and and i remember there were some conversations around this and it was uh it was it seemed that you know what what they had been given wasn't what was really shared you know cuz i mean when you you give like a publisher not publisher but a uh like, let's let's say you give let's you give any kind of material to somebody they can take it and cut it and decide what they want to use with it sometimes right some of the agreements are like that and so it seems like that's kind of what happened but the the slow-mo running you know slow motion running and uh some things of that nature where i think some of the things people didn't really like and you know that there was like just kind of a mixture of so we've got raptors we got people in this like very you know high fantasy looking city but you know you got your dragon but then you've also got like raptors attacking and it's like it's like what is what's going on here it's like all these things kind of like jumbled into one uh showcase and then of course people are going to think what and this is the big part which is so this is ashes of creation and then there still was that like misconception of the you know ambiguity around like well what's apoc exactly like where are we going with this and what's what's that all about and um uh, so we'll we'll kind of talk about APOC a little bit more here here in a little bit um, because we definitely have an announcement around that. Some people might know of it already, but um, I want to move on to the other part, which was the design of the buildings. Now, in the previous live stream, and I thought this was really good because <clears throat> I want to say it was the live stream of the month prior where we got to see kind of some of that unfolding of the buildings. Like for me, you know, my my nerdy you know self is going oh that's like super cool to see like the dust popping and you know seeing like the the walls popping up and getting put into place and you know all of that kind of the pieces going up in order of how they probably would be if you were building something and 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 seeing like the animation effects and everything around that too which was really cool and i was like i wanted to see more and so then you know we got to see the progression of well, oh look and here's going up to a third story building with all of its walls and all this stuff um that was pretty cool. Um, but the uh, the other thing was we got to see a lot around more like racial 
like style pieces, which is in terms of like architectural style pieces. So we got to see the Nikwa uh, buildings. We got to see the encampment structures, the texture variations for some of that, which were way more defined and also similar to some of the structure styles we saw in APOC environment, right? The buildings that we were seeing that you could break. Uh, the, you know, I always thought they were more like uh, traditional sort of like orc vibe. If I'm thinking like old school, like World of Warcraft, uh, Mud Huts and Orgrimmar or something, you know, that's what I'm thinking, uh, which was pretty cool. But then we also got to see some of the Veiloon and we got to see some of the big like city. Um, we didn't get to see renders, but we got to see uh, some more artwork around that that gives us a little bit more insight into what that might start to look like. And there was even uh, people in the city. And so I think it's just a matter of time until we get to see that in, in, in the game, really. So um, but the environment renders, the, the building development, uh, they talked about, um, you know, they did up to level three. Uh, and so I was curious what some of your all's thoughts were in terms of the more of that racial style, because like we got to see a little bit in the past, like they've kind of teased at other races and some of the styles around that. Um, do you think that there's more that they could be showcasing at this point in time? Or are you pretty pleased with what we're seeing? Is there more in that progression uh, that you'd like to see? I mean, I'd always like to see more, but I mean, what they see is what, what they give us is what we have or what they have to show us. So I'm okay with it. And it's, it's as you said, it's nice to see um, these structures for the Nakua. And I, I think they turned out really well. Uh, I'm like, I, I don't think they need to go back and rework them or anything. So uh, as far as what's been released, it's good. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm not too concerned about the buildings per se, as long as each race has their own distinct style, um, which at the moment, from what we've seen, is definitely the case. Every race has their own unique style and you can definitely differentiate like you see a group of buildings you say this is definitely that race mm. and then you see another group of buildings that is definitely a different race fantastic that that's kind of all i'm expecting for the for the buildings yeah i think that my main takeaway was you know and this is the thing i want to reiterate which is we're really starting to see a lot more of the different architectural styles which to me is like a pretty big positive and i would almost say that we've been seeing a lot more and i go back to like the the past two to three months, right? Like I really think in the past two to three months, we've gotten to see a lot because we've gotten to see more of like the dwarf stuff and, and all of that too, which Dwarf's I was like, oh Ooh. man, I was so excited <laughs> about that. Oh yeah. I, I'm like, yeah. Like I don't, I don't generally like care a whole lot for uh, dwarves, but I'm like really kind of feeling the dwarves. Like I know we're only going to get so many character slots, but I have a feeling I might actually be rolling a dwarf at some point And, also the you know my my space works i like my space works i think that's going to happen but different conversation for another time um kind of wrapping up the live the live stream though we they had a lot of q a points and i'm just i picked one that i actually liked that caught my attention uh, and that was that i'm not going to give all the details definitely encourage you to go back and check it out but there were a lot of different questions uh and one of them was actually around mounts and, and they talked about how, uh, you know, basically asking about experience and how mount progression is going to be, you know, in terms of like skills and all that sort of stuff. 
And it was pretty cool because Steven hinted at, well, there's like the, the gain of experience that you get basically in the same way you would expect, which is I'm running around with my pet, my mount or whatever, and it gets experience based on what I'm doing or whatever. And that kind of contributes to it or it performs a certain function and it's involved in combat or something. And so it gains experience points. All that's pretty, pretty much like what you would assume, I think, if you played other games. But then there was like this whole thing of like, oh, and they also might, you know, be going on like quests of their own. You might be taking them along to to progress them in this way by having some sort of a, a quest system in place to help unlock special either abilities or level progression or perks or whatever, which we don't know yet. But that was like super cool to me because, you know, if you played Arcade, you know, you get, you know, you can level it up that way. Or if you played other games where you've got like a pet system and you level that up through just battling or something like that, the old Pokemon sort of. Uh, feel with it or whatever but that was super cool like so your 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 mount can get a quest uh was pretty cool to me um what were some of your takeaways in terms of the q a were there any points that were mentioned or discussed uh brought up by the community that you maybe were really fascinated by or caught you know a lot of your interest or attention rather for me this last q a i'm sorry i don't think there was any one question uh, so skip me for now. Let me read through the questions really quick. No worries. But you missed. Um, so just going back to your point about mm -hmm. the mounts, one thing I will say is that this can vary on how good it is depending on the rest of the game in the world. I think of like the game which I think did that kind of mount progression system the best was Guild Wars 2, purely because the game was focused around exploration and the mounts linked into that. Like, if you wanted to get to certain places, you had to use a certain type of mount, and you had to level up that mount to make full access of it. That makes sense. I've heard a lot of people who, for example, wanted to take the Gear Wars 2 mount progression system and put it into a game like World of Warcraft. That would not work, because the game style is totally different. And mounts in WoW are purely from getting from A to B. So it, it just doesn't make sense to put that in there. So in terms of map progression, they really need to think carefully about how that will interact with the other game systems and how it will interact with the world. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of questions, the th this is going to sound really random, but um, one question that stuck out to me and one answer was the um, about the guild cap. Mm. So the guild cap being 300 people. Yeah, potentially removing that, dropping it yeah. from 500, I think, right? Well, they... Um, I mean, currently the cap is set to be 300, but they said that's per character. Oh, really? Not per account. I did not realize that it would be per character. So if you've got sort of two or three characters, which a lot of us do, oh. and that can severely impact your... Uh, what you can do with your guild. So that I thought was quite significant in its own little way. Mm, yeah, because if you've got like, let's say the character slots are, let's say it's three, right? And you want to have all your characters in your guild, that's like you know, only 100 people really with their alts included that you can have, mm, right? Got, yeah. If you've got a 40-man raid team, yeah. and that, let's say you've got 50 people to cover a 40-man raid, and each of those people has 
uh, three characters, like you're already up to 150 right there. That's just for a raid team. So it, it can can make a big difference. Yeah, that's actually uh, a good point. I'm actually curious how this is going to impact, uh, you know, how many how many people really are going to be in a guild then? I, you have to be in the guild, pretty much. We were discussing this in the forums. Yeah. And yeah. You have no choice. Yeah. Yeah, that because yeah, we. It sounds like there are supposed to be business uh, bonuses for being in a guild, and that's part of the incentive. Yeah. Yeah. There's that too, and then they also, you know, there was like this kind of like expands on the question that I think we had had here on the show. Pff, oh boy, it was a good year ago or something like that, and that was like the idea of. <clears throat> Essentially, if you uh, if you have, um, you know, uh, these, you know, big Zerg guilds, right, and they, they want to have like a bunch of people, right, where your cap's only a certain point. So then, you know, then you go and you make guild, you know, you know, let's say it's it's my guild of virtue. So it's like, let's say you virtue and then you have like, well, virtue two and then virtue three or something like that because we got a crazy amount of people. Well, if virtue one's the one that actually gets all these bonuses then two and three are going to be left so then like how do you you know how do you make those types of adjustments and like how do how do communities like adjust around that too so yeah i think that i think that ties in it makes you makes me really curious you know when we get to the point where there's like an actual definite uh decision on the guild numbers and characters and things of that nature um uh because you know in, in uh the elder scrolls online uh you know you're in there with your account right? Your at name, um, which is really cool because like if I join virtue, uh, you know, as, as Sim and then, you know, every character I have, like no matter if I make 10 or 14 or whatever, like it's still just me in the guild. Um, and that's something I actually really like about, about that system. And so would I like to see that in the game? Sure. I, I I'm a big proponent of account systems in general, just for the sake of certain things like types of achievements, mounts, stuff like that. Um, but that's just me. Uh, I like to, you know, if I one day, let's say I've played for two years and I want to switch to, like I played a, a paladin for two years and it got nerfed into the ground. And I'm like, I finally decided to give, give up, you know, lights justice. And I'm like, all right, fine. That's it. That's it. I'm going rogue. I'm going to be a dark, you know, dark cloaking, you know, potentially ganking motherfucker. Then, then I might do it. Um, but I would probably be, this is a whole different tangent where I'm going off on here, but I'd probably be limited by the fact that, well, all my achievements and all my titles and good stuff are on this one. Um, so I like the idea of, of account systems. Anyway, let's just shift the, let's shift to the next point. I'm sorry. I can totally go I'm off sorry, on tangent sometimes, man. Oh, that's cool. I sorry. I remember the question that actually kind of got me mm -hmm. was there. The question was about uh, resources and mana. And how if like rogues would use focus and energy, and they talked about um, how the just sorry the question was like asking if classes will have rage and mana, but what their answer is what got me was they talked about how they used to have focus, and I liked the focus mechanic. It was basically mm. the mechanic they had around rage, and then if you went to their second packs, they expanded it so there was other abilities that used less focus. And I kind of like that how you couldn't just dump all your all your strong cooldowns at one time because you actually had to build focus for certain ones. Yeah. And it sounds like they might be removing it altogether. So uh, that just made me interested because yeah, 
focus was a mechanic I liked, and uh, it sounds like they might be removing it. That would be a real yeah. shame, actually, because uh, especially because your sort of your ultimate ability, your strongest ability, was uh, from focus. Yeah, so you had to build up your focus with your weapon skill in order to use your most your strongest ability. Taking focus away, I feel would decrease that level of gameplay if they yeah. did that. And that's what I feel. And uh, if you play at Pax Seat, they, when they added more abilities to the classes, like the Cleric, uh, they had their Death Blast or whatever that mm -hmm. also used focus. So you kind of had to be smart about when you wanted to use your focus. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like most games where it was dump your strongest cooldowns on initiation and then kind of go from there. Um, it, it, I felt like it was more thought out, and I liked it that way. But it sounds like they might be moving away from it. Mm -hmm. yeah, that'd be a shame. And, yeah. and on that note as well, if they take out focus, and they also there was another question where about the uh, about your sort of your spells interrupting your weapon combo. So if you did, if you had a three three strikes for your weapon combo, you use the first strike, second strike, and then use a spell it would reset your weapon combo back to the first one again. Mm -hmm. And again, that has a huge impact on gameplay. And depending on the numbers, it might get to the point where you don't need to use your weapon skill at all. There's no point in using it. You might as well just spam spells if there's no incentive to use it. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I actually like, I, I like the idea around uh, a system where, because, you know, he, he talked about we're getting into talking about theory crafting. I can do. I love it. I love it. I can talk theory crafting. I talk theory crafting for hours every day on here, like all day. I, I love it. And, and I'm I'm huge on like risk reward kind of ideas of, you know, if, if you really land, if you really land the shot, if you if you really like don't miss that beat and, you you know, you you've got to maybe. You've got to uh, hit it three times in order to get it to build in order so you can use that like something to proc. Um, I, I'm like a huge proponent of, of that over, uh, you know, a stun lock system, which we know that, you know, Steven's talked about not having. And I'm like, great, because one of the things that as a theory crafter drives me absolutely bonkers and games is like that. It seems like so many developers just it's like it's it's the the easy way to go, which is let's just just stun everything to death and and make it that one button kind of win scenario it takes a lot of like you know from my perspective and it's an opinion but it takes the, the skill away because you know if you just can literally press a button one time over and over and over and win versus well i've got to watch all my cooldowns i've got to watch my resource management maybe i've got to land this thing three times to get this to proc and i need that to proc in my rotation well if i miss that there's a consequence right and if I'm if I, I miss enough times and I have enough consequences, then then me versus the other guy, I'm the one that's gonna fall. Like I love that being the core of like how how gameplay is, like uh, combat design is um kind of related. But you know, just gotta share my point on that. I just love it. Um no, it's true. Yeah. It's true. I, so so that if they can, you know, and the focus system, I, I I like the idea of that a lot. Um much better than the the combo system that they had. Um, I think that that was, you know, a much better choice. And I, you know, in terms of their combat design and everything, we're, we've got a minute. It'll be till we get to the better part of like alpha two before we really 
know for sure what they're really aiming to do. And so, you know, uh, I think that it's going to be interesting to kind of revisit this conversation around that time just to see like what changes and what, what decisions are made at that point. Right. Um, but yeah, let's kind of like shift to, uh, I'm only going to hit on this briefly just to get your ideas. And this could be where I get some heat from one of y'all. I don't know. Um, I'm not saying I like to stir the pot, but sometimes it's great to see what happens when it happens. Um, you know, cosmetics, it's, it's literally a 50, 50 with people, you know, it's like some people are like totally get the monthly cosmetic thing. Um, I understand how it helps the game. I like having the stuff ahead of time. It's something to collect, blah, 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 blah. Other people are like, I don't want to see this stuff. I can't stand it. I don't want to see it. it. I don't like we're, that we're mon- you know, paying prices for stuff before the game's even in a place where I can play it to know if I want to invest in this. Because then if I you know, really love the game down the road, which I'm question mark about, I may want this stuff, right? But then a lot of people were like, well, this concept art looks great, but it could look like absolute crap later. I don't know. Well, it's been looking pretty damn good so far. So there's a good thing, but the cosmetics as my, from my perspective, I like red and black. I don't know if you can tell, but it's like super red and black and it doesn't match the light bringer vibe. But if I want to play a little dirty, I can totally see myself running around in on or with all the stuff in this month. Uh, and it's super, uh, dark allegiances. It's, it's all red aurad. you know, there's like a wolf, a tower, there's like an outfit that looks like, Hey, I'm, I'm a daydream. I'm coming to get you. There's a mount that looks like it's from hell. I mean, the boat looks like it's a ghost ship that came from hell. I mean, can I say hell about all this? I don't know what the hell, man. What do you all think about this? Uh, you, you think positively about it. Um, do you have some negative points about the whole cosmetic thing where you stand on that stuff? Oh, I like the cosmetics. Um, I mean, I get the point where uh, you're kind of taking a risk if you're buying cosmetics right now because we don't have a working game. But uh, I, I don't know. I'm cool with them allowing us to buy these com- cosmetics monthly. Mm-hmm. And I yes, guess. I definitely like the aesthetics of this this month. Yeah, man, me too. <laughs> I, I guess I'm the complete downer then of the group. Um, <laughs> I... I do not like the monthly cosmetic thing that they're doing purely because it plays into the uh, pre-ordering stuff, Mm. which is infesting video games and has been for years. Like pre-orders, 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 buy it before it's out. You must get it before it's out. Otherwise you're going to lose all of this. And the problem with it is that, because people are doing it so often, a lot of companies, not saying Intrepid is one of them, because we I'm, I'm reserving judgment until they've actually released their first game, but a lot of companies see it as a way of a quick cash grab, which means that they can rush the products, uh, the games out that they're working on, incomplete and broken by a message. We've seen this with countless different games in the past couple of years. And as the thing about it is that these games, they can be broken, buggy messes of crap, but they still make money through pre-orders. And, and the monthly cosmetics feed into this pre-order culture, and I really, really don't like it. 
I'm, I'm afraid so. Yeah. I have a retort. <laughs> Can I use my retort? Yeah, of course. Yeah, let's hear okay. it. Okay, no, sorry. No, I, I completely agree with the way this is being used. The reason why I kind of give uh, Intrepid the pass is because they're in this un... They don't have a, a viable product right now. They're, they're not... They don't have a source of income. The only way for them to make income right now before their game releases is by doing something similar to this. Uh, yes, they have their... They technically have the game fully funded, but being able to offset costs with something like this, like a monthly uh, cosmetic, I think is it, it comes down to if you trust the studio or not. It's it's one of those things mm -hmm. where it, it's it's all who how do how do they use it and who are they? Are are they using it to peddle a, a bad product? And that might be the case. We're, we're I have no reason to. Beyond the fact that I've met them in person, I have no reason to believe them beyond that. So it's mm -hmm. like you kind of have to trust the people right. as, opposed to, as opposed to the company when it comes to this. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. That's the thing, it's, too, is I've, I've also met them. So it's like, you know, when, you, when you're around these, these people, I mean, like their passion for what they're doing, it's just, at least from that was my perspective, is it's just like glowing. Oh, it, yeah. I mean, they're going to be passionate. But i mean we as players have been burned too many times not to fear the fire true Definitely. and it, and it sucks because i would love to sort of say yes go take all my money i have faith full faith that you will make a finished game no problems at all but that doesn't happen there are so many games that just fail for a number of different reasons and and it's so sad to see and like i say we've been burned by too many companies on too many occasions um, to sort of just hand our money over freely like that anymore. Yeah. I mean, if being really honest, like I really do see both your perspectives and it's not, this isn't something that like, you know, um, me as a creator or a content creator or whatever, it's not something I can advocate on behalf of the studio for, right. Or the devs or anything, because, because this is one of those scenarios. It's like totally in the gray. Like you can't say Mist is wrong. You can't say Stack is wrong, right? Because at the end of the day, what you're talking about is, like you said, trust. And trust at the end of the day is a choice, right? It's a choice that, and like any choice, you gotta you gotta make the best one you can with the information you got, and and all that jazz. And and uh, you know, you know, if you've got the kind of the the belief, the faith, whatever you want to call it, that you're making the right one, you're only gonna know. Uh, when it when time comes to pass and you've you've got the evidence to kind of support one way or the other, right? Um, so I can totally see where you're coming from because yeah, you got these AAA studios, right, that have been making games for years, and they they come out and they got their next pre order, right? We're gonna give you this 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 and this, and then you go you pre order it, and then you know what happens? Uh, well, shit. Uh, so the game came out and they didn't do you know, 50% of the stuff they said they were going to do, or they made this change or they implemented this or whatever. And then you just, you know, a lot of people end up feeling really burned, really let down at the end of the day. What was that? It was a bad choice. Right. Uh, but, but, you know, who's to say that someone's wrong for not wanting to make that choice. It's a, it's a decision we all got to make. So totally see both sides on that one. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm probably going to buy these. Damn it. 
<laughs> I know I'll buy them by the end of the month. I haven't done it yet, but I know. Damn I it. Yeah. I, oh. they, there's been a few months where I was just like, shit, I'm buying <laughs> everything, aren't I? And I only buy this stuff. I'm like, would I really use that? If I'm, if I know I would definitely like roll around wearing that, like I get it right. If I don't, then, then I just don't get it. Like there's been some like stuff or tins. I didn't get it. Like I'm, I'm good. I almost want to just buy it for the trolls. For the lols. We're so mad about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to ride a bear with a bow tie. Okay. Like it's cool. I get it for some people. I'm not those people though. So, um, but yeah, man, cool, cool. Cool. To see your perspectives on this. Um, Speaking of uh, discussions and questions, let's let's make a quick uh, jump over to the dev discussion number 16 talking about, and this could go real quick. It could be a longer conversation. We'll find out, but we love to hit on these here, which is dev discussion number 16, group-oriented activities. What sorts of, sorts of things stop you from joining a group or participating in group-oriented activities? And you know, this is a, another point that <clears throat> here on the show previously, we've actually had conversations around, which is, you know, um, it, how, fr how friendly should an MMORPG be for someone who just kind of wants to solo play? Because then the question, then follow-up question might be, well, is that really going to be the game for you then? Of course, the shift is uh, what types of um, you know, group oriented activities might you want to participate in, but would stop you. Um, <clears throat> and I, I don't know if there's necessarily anything for me that would stop me from joining any type of group oriented activity aside from the people that are involved in it. Right. That's the only thing that I could see would, you know, if it's like, you know, 20 of the most toxic people on the server, that are going to go run, I'm probably not going to run with them because I like, you know, having a good time. It doesn't really sound like my idea of a good time. Um, but that's really like the only thing that I could think of that would actually hinder or limit me. What about, what about you two? Um, I answered with an efficiency thing. I kind of thought about some games where it's such a pain in the butt to start a group or join a group because you have to wait from people and then it's not that efficient that that would be a reason why I would not want to join a group. It's kind of an awkward thing to talk about, especially with Ashes, because there's a lot of things that can contribute to a group being efficient. Not only is it like how much you're getting, but in Ashes with the PvP aspect, it's that risk that you, you're you taking by going in alone with going with a well-organized group. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, that was my answer. At, at the same time, I did say the caveat is uh, I'll – no matter what, I'll usually group with friends for, I have no reason not to. So. Fair, fair enough. Well, you missed. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I replied to this with basically two, two points. I, it, things that would stop me from joining would be not having a group of people with me that I really wanted to do the content with. So I, I hate pugs. I'm just going to put that out there. I hate doing any kind of like PVE content with pugs. And then um, if the content is not enjoyable for me, which I know is very vague and subjective, but it's tangent, a little bit of tangent. The questions that they put out to us are very vague, like exceedingly vague. Yeah. And as a result, we have gotten, I've been reading through 
And there have been some very weird answers. I mean, and it, it comes down to if you put out a vague, nondescript question, you're going to get vague, nondescript answers, right? And I don't know how much use that is to Intrepid. Um, I feel like a more focused question would give them much better results than this kind of, oh, what do you think about group activities? Or what do you, like some of the other ones that they've put out. Um, the Favorite old. class. That's yeah, and, and stuff like that. It's, and, and you just think some, some of these questions are so vague that you, you're never going to get decent answers from them. So... Yeah, yeah. content about. leveling. I mean, that one was that was pretty on point. I think we got that one was a little bit more. I think too. I'd agree with that. Content yeah. level equalization. Yeah. What does that yeah. even mean? They didn't mm-hmm. even specify. So true. Uh, <laughs> true. I guess I assumed it was something kind of like a GW two Guild Wars two, whereas like the content or you or like WoW, where the content's kind of level to your level. Yeah, like one tam or when yeah one Tamriel like any ESO, it's like level scaling to your level sort of stuff. Yeah, is it the world scaling up to you or is it you scaling down to the world? Yeah, well, that's a good yeah. It can be both ways. It, it can, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's. I do agree though on the point that that and this is actually something I've mentioned is I think that a little bit more like direction on the questions generally would be better just because if you, if you ask for, if you have a more specific detailed question, then you're going to get, I think a a more specific detailed answer. And then it's potentially going to give you more feedback that might help you to make more direct decisions about something as opposed to these, I think might you know, I don't, I don't know from my perspective, I've always wondered if these questions were just kind of there to, just have something to keep momentum going for the people essentially right they do seem like that yeah times. that's what i felt a lot is that yeah. that's the, their main goal is to kind of just engage get people interacting on the forums yeah so yeah i think that it would be I, you know i i'd be i'll be really honest i think that if there were like much more detailed questions to where you had people given like real detailed answers and really digging into like almost the theory craft behind something I mean, that for me is A, a theory crafter or B, uh, you know, a person on this show who's having a conversation with you two. Um, you know, I mean, you could hold a whole show around that, you know, for the right kind of conversation. But it, when it's really vague and it's like, you know, peanut butter and jelly or just peanut butter. <laughs> Why not both? Um, yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, you know, anyway. Yeah. So. but. In terms of the <laughs> the question that they've got, just to go back yeah. to that, the um, when it comes to sort of let's let's go a little bit more specific. Let's say it's a, a forty man raid that we've got here. What would stop me from joining a forty man raid if I if it was my guild running it and I knew all the people and I was happy with the people I was running with? The only thing that would really stop me is like if I'd done it so many times that it becomes boring and the rewards weren't enough to keep me invested. That mm. would be kind of the thing for me. Yeah, there's um oh go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, yeah, for me it'd be it would be similar with the exception of something where I, I will do raids for my guilds. So even if I am max geared, I've done this plenty of times. I, I will help out my guildies or if I think there's some value in not helping 
them deny the content from another guild, which might be kind of the case in Ashes, where a lot of the content is open world. So if I think I, I need to be there to guarantee they get the content and aren't denied it because of someone else, that's another reason why I would show up. Mm-hmm. There was uh, one person on the forums. They this that was actually some good points, I think. Um, but some we talked about too, which they said no particular order, time constraints, lack of proper classes, and the difficulty curve requires certain classes. Poor rewards uh, from the content the group is preparing to consume, which we're talking about here too. Uh, someone in the group that I know from a previous experience whose attitude is very poor and possibly you get where I'm going with this, toxic people, et cetera. Uh, content is not uh, relevant to my interests or goals. Uh, needed accesses that have not been attained, which I thought was, that was an interesting one. Like, have they got the key or something? Or did they get the, um, I don't know, did they get granted the aura or something? The attunement. Um, yeah. Attunement's a good word. Yeah, it's a good one too. Attunement. Um, you saw Are that they a lot. Are there going to be achievements for mm, like rates and stuff? I don't know. I haven't heard anything about mm. that. I think it's going to be more around like raid level. I mean, node levels affecting people's access to certain content mm. and as well as changing the available content. Yeah. So. Fair enough. A lot of good perspectives. Definitely can appreciate all of those. So we've got a couple more points I want to make sure we hit on here, and we're definitely done a pretty good job of actually kind of covering everything in a in a decent amount of time. I'm pretty surprised. Uh, made made quick work of a lot of stuff and things. So that's really great. Um, the other point here. So we talked earlier about APOC, and I'm gonna kind of come back to this, right? So uh, you know, talking about APOC testing servers were closed on march 10th it doesn't seem like there's a plan to reopen them uh they had made the announcement around the 6th so there was only like four days to really like continue playing if you were going to but like a lot of people may or may not know a lot of people that follow the game more closely you're going to be aware of the fact that the servers were pretty were low like in by i mean probably like us here jumping into it i mean it was like five six people three something like that it was really low um so there was there was not a lot of interest by you know the player base and um they they basically said the servers are coming down offline from early access testing okay and they did they said battle royale servers right so we know that they're talking about the br coming down and this is me just kind of like cutting things up a little bit I'm wondering if this is the close and into the BR as a whole. And if, you know, the next testing that's going to even happen on APOC at all will just be castle sieges at this point. Um, but it doesn't seem like there's any kind of expectation of the BR test environment coming back up. Um, and I guess the main the main question and curiosity I have in terms of getting your feedback on is you know, was this a really good choice in terms of, you know, how the 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 player base and or the community base is going to react or respond and and feel about this? Um, you know, is it is is it more of a positive thing, negative thing to you? Um, I, I see it as like it just kind of is what it is. They're doing game development from my perspective uh, for the MMO, which is what I really care about anyway. So they can use this however they want to. And from my eyes, like do what you want with it whatever it's cool i i did it like I've, I've done level 52 times over now at this point on that thing i'm good right i'm good like i got all the level 50 rewards back a year ago 
so they were already there for me this time around. I didn't have nearly as much incentive to play it. Um, they did a couple things with the worm and uh, the Halloween outfit uh, stuff, which that was some incentive to play. Um, and there was a lot of questions around, was it enough for some people versus others to do that? Um, but anyway, going back to my original point or question, which is, you know, wh what are your perspectives on this? Do you have a more positive outlook, negative outlook? What are, what's some of the rationale behind what your perspective might be? I mean, people weren't really playing it, bringing it down. So it wasn't really doing much for them right now. Uh, bringing it down so they were saving money on costs uh, makes sense, uh, especially with less people not doing anything for them. Uh, I think it, it, it might have a slight positive PR wise, because some people feel like it's kind of a sign that Intrepid's listening. The, the anti-BR people might, might view this as a positive. I, I know of talking to BCG, he thinks, mm -hmm. especially how they phrase it, how they said they were bringing it down to bring, get the servers ready for alpha one that, that has some people thinking really positively about it. Um, whether it'll come back. Uh, I'm not sure. I would imagine if it ever came back, it would come back uh, better. I'd imagine they wouldn't want to bring it back because the, it was a very bare bones BR they brought, they gave us to yeah. test what they wanted to test. So I'd imagine they'd want to go back and kind of rethink some things, maybe add some new mechanics, uh, flush out some of the more of the weapons, make give them like more interesting abilities, make it a more interesting gameplay more than just a, a test bed for what they, they needed. You know, yeah, you agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah, I always treated the BR as a testing platform. That was literally all I took it as. And I think it served that purpose quite well. Mm -hmm. But as you say, with so few people do it, they weren't really getting any significant data from it. And there's no point keeping it around if they if you're not getting much data from it. So take it down. Whether it comes back or not, I don't know. I don't really care too much. Um, I never really cared too much about the VR. If I'm honest with you, it's it was nice to sort of go in and and try a couple of things out. But at the end of the day, I'm not too concerned if it comes back or not. So yeah. Yeah, I actually um, wanted to kind of hit on something Stack said there, which was, you know, it, it didn't, you didn't really have the sense that there was a lot of mechanics to it. And I thought, you know, that I agree with that because I actually, I, I, I probably played too many, like BCG, I played way too many hours in BRs, man, over the, you know, up until, let's say, like Ashes, we all got in there and dug into Ashes together and everything. And I would say, like, up to that point, you know, I was doing way like I had a lot of people that wanted to play. They wanted to play PUBG. They wanted to play like all these like games that were really popular, all these battle royales, the next battle royale. And I was done personally with battle royale. Like I it's been done so many times over. I'm ready to move on. Right. But, you know, like Mist is saying, I, I was like, OK, I'm willing to like, you know, put some time into this because it's going to help the game. Uh, but a lot of people are like, man, it's so difficult. And I'm like, I'm with stack. I'm like, nah, man, I was like, if you played like some BRs, then you know that that one, like the learning curve from my perspective was like pretty low. It's pretty straightforward. There weren't really a ton of mechanics. It was pretty straightforward. 
and your bulk standard br i mean there was nothing really groundbreaking about it super super straightforward exactly so you know if they were to bring it back then you know i think that for it to be beneficial so i go back to is it is it going to be testing additional mechanics and things of that nature um, but then i would probably also question well if you're if, if it's going to be additional mechanics that are going to be tied into the mo are we really just talking about alpha so at that point um but yeah and, and so i want to read something to everybody not everybody's aware of this um but it was something that i was you know as as a creator and as someone following the game i i've honestly kind of have been surprised i wasn't seeing it i've actually hinted at going i really wish that kind of steven would just get out there and just maybe kind of own some stuff um and this is again just an opinion just my perspective something i thought that would have been positive more positive than negative for the game and the community if if someone up there at the head of the top was going let's kind of like own something here and um uh so I thought this was really positive. So Steven, and this was a, uh, oh boy, end of February. I think it was actually around the time, uh, the last live stream. And I'm just going to read it verbatim. And he said, I can reflect, it was in Discord. I can reflect that misstep on a few things. Uh, first, our hiring schedule was severely estimated. And this was in regard to the delays, right? That it kind of had happened. First, our hiring schedule was severely overestimated. Second, our architecture had uh, to be or reproached, sorry. But most importantly, game development has a particular role called production. Early in the life cycle of the company, I shied away from hiring producers because I heard many horror stories of too many producers at other companies causing issues for the developers. But producers are a key component of establishing timelines and managing tasks, schedules, Early in the company's life cycle, I placed that role on my leads instead of hiring dedicated production teams, which in hindsight was a mistake. Back in December 2018, I realized this and scouted some of the industry's best producers and brought them on board in early 2019. Then once they had an opportunity to, re or to evaluate and establish our timelines and schedules, I made the announcement to reset expectations with regards to our anticipated delivery dates. And now we focus on quality of the product and features promised. So that was, I thought, really good. He's like going, so uh, there were some things I could have been doing better along the way in the beginning. Uh, I recognize now looking back that, that 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 was a mistake on my part. Okay, I view ownership, right? And we're talking life in a company, in a community, whatever. I view ownership of one's mistake not as a weakness, but as a strength. And so seeing that for me was probably like one of the best things I've seen. And this is an opinion that I've seen him do as the the creative director and CEO for this, for this game. Um, but that's just my two cents. Just wanted to make sure people were that happened. It's something I actually have voiced. I uh, would, that I would have liked to have seen in the past. So for anyone, you know, this is my way of saying, Hey, remember when I talked about this a bunch? Well, it kind of happened here. It is. Let's, you know, for what it's worth, you know, respect. That's just, just my perspective. Um, but anyway, I don't know if you all have some thoughts about this. Um, that was kind of my little quick soapbox on it, but I would definitely be open to hearing any feedback you have if you do. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't have much on that. Um, it, it was kind of like, yeah. First, I just looked it up when you mentioned something about it earlier. Mm -hmm. 
so yeah, it, for me, it was just nice to hear that they they hired producers, mm. and so that might have been a big issue is that they didn't have someone actually helping schedule out and developing iterations and uh, creating expectations and due dates for when things were supposed to be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could cause yeah, obviously issues on uh, when things will be finished. Um, beyond that, I don't know. I guess. I, I have maybe I look at Stephen Rosy colored glasses or some kind of analogy like that. Uh, I, I think he he's a really nice guy, yeah, and yeah. so I feel I feel kind of bad. Like I, I know he is very comfortable with saying things like that, but sometimes people can use this as an excuse to attack mm-hmm. him, and so that's why I kind of feel bad for him when he has to do things like that. Uh, I see. It it can happen. People can go on the offensive with that. Um, one thing I think we all need to keep in mind when stuff like this happens is Steven love the guy. He's great, but he has never worked in games development before. Never. He's run companies before very financially aware, but he has never worked in games development at all. And which means he's going to make mistakes and particular. And not only that, he is trying to run a company that has only like they founded the company in December 2015. It is a young company. Sure, they've got a lot of people. They've brought in sort of industry veterans, but mm-hmm. there's a difference between bringing people in with lots of experience and getting those people to work as a cohesive unit. Um, so yes, there are going to be mistakes. Yes, there are going to be setbacks. And I think we all need to keep that in mind when we are judging sort of the progress mm. of how the development is going. All right. Temper your expectations so that they're realistic. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And I feel um, in, in terms of Stephen as what he's done, sort of coming out and owning it, maybe this is just because of how crappy the game industry is right now. Mm. But he has done something that the majority of uh, creative directors and other sort of game video game uh, heads don't do, which is he came out and said, "Yet yeah, I fucked up." Yeah. You look at the majority of the others, particularly the AAA yeah. um, heads, and they will try to put the blame on somebody else or say, "Oh, it's no big deal. Yeah, we're fine. No problems at all." And you, and if they do offer up an apology. It always seems so forced. It's legit like then you've got a little kid who's been caught with his hand in the cookie jar. Mm. And then you you tell the kid, oh, you did something wrong there. And the kid goes, oh, I'm sorry, like this. And you never really believe it mm. uh, because, you know, as soon as you turn your back, they're going to put their hand straight back in the cookie jar again. Mm. So, and that's kind of what I expect from these sort of heads these game development heads now so hearing a genuine apology like this or what seems to be genuine is very refreshing yeah yeah i do i do agree with that it's like a lack of authenticity you see it all all the time whenever you do see it especially in triple a companies and everything but yeah i agree with you stack it's it's you know it's tough to see it happen um and I, I definitely can see how someone could could try to take advantage of that and use that somehow. Be like, "Oh, look, see," and then tie it into maybe what Miss was saying, like he doesn't really know what he's doing and all this stuff or whatever. When that's not even not even relevant to to the point of what is being communicated. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, I feel like the point of the message is he's learning and he's getting better. 
So I, you should take it with a positive light. <laughs> right. But I just like seeing how some people take some yeah. information. It just it, it is a good thing to hear, and yeah, it's also nice yeah. that it, it's not something he did like he didn't put it in like a dev blog. He just right. he said it to his community on Discord. So a bit more personal. It wasn't like he did it as a PR stunt. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like here. I posted this announcement on on the website to go read, and I was like, "Hey, I just want to tell y'all." And he did it without coercion, yeah. at least from the community as well. It's not like mm-hmm. there was a huge backlash about something, and then as a response, he said, "Yes, I fucked up," which is typically what you have with other video game developers, where yeah. they 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 try and hide it, like they just shove the problem under the carpet. Mm-hmm. And then when the player base actually says, no, you screwed up, what are you going to do about it? Then they finally come out and say, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. We did this. We did that. Yeah, we won't do it again. Yeah, whatever. You won't do it again. Sure, you won't. Six months down the line, then you do it again. So I'm ranting. No, you're good. You're good. (laughs) No, you're bringing up a good point. I mean, it's it's, it ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. You know, Um, You've seen plenty of that from Blizzard in the past year, haven't we? It's unfortunate. Oh, don't don't even get me started. Uh, no. That's just a train wreck just <laughs> oh, watching it happen. Goodness. You're like, oh man. I mean, yeah, Blizzard of I, I honestly don't know who's worse in that regard between Blizzard and Bethesda right now. Oh, just mm-hmm. there's there's so much wrong. So much wrong. Anyway, you know, it's really funny about this. This is a really interesting situation that you have me in now, friends, because Adenium's redeemed my channel points for a sim rant. But that means you also <laughs> have to choose the rant. So you're going to have to choose it. Here's my last question for you two gentlemen, right? Because I know we're, we're usually we aim for an hour, definitely running over, happens sometimes, which is good. We've had good conversation. Uh, my question, and it's more of a curious curious one here which is why are you still excited about this game what's keeping you interested and motivated the most as this game has continued to develop Tolmar. sorry i mean kind of that is it um i mean it's obviously i still have faith that the studio will deliver something that's fun to play so um yeah, I, I imagine we're this is not this is the first of many bumps we're gonna have with this game, so I, I'm kind of I like the the high level design of the game, and I have some faith that they'll be able to deliver what they want to. So I'm just here to hang out and give my feedback when they need it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. I I will always have my little voice in the back of my head that says oh don't trust the developers etc they've screwed you so many times but what i've seen from intrepid so far is they appear to be very genuine about what they want to do and are very focused on how they want to achieve it and that for me their their work ethic in term in that regard has sort of that's what's keeping me going at the moment until we get into more sort of testing phases, etc. Gotcha. So yeah, I, I'm just, man, I'm just waiting for my paladin. I'm waiting for my light bringer. I'm waiting for theory crafting. That's what's keeping me like I'm on the edge of my seat. Cause we've done this conversation in the past where we went and we took, 
the four archetypes that we had information around, right? The base like abilities and things like that that were in Alpha Zero and broke it all down and did some theory crafting and and kind of speculation as to like what all that was gonna be. Um, but more and more lately, like I didn't, I didn't, I knew that the game was gonna look good, but I'm actually like really curious like about because I'm starting to, and this is one thing we haven't even talked about, but and probably talk about a little bit more another time, but the art style. Like we're starting to get, and Gen C's obviously having a big hand in that, right? Clearly not the only one, right? But definitely having a big hand because creature after creature after creature, they keep referring to Gen C, Gen C, Gen C. Um, and, you know, I think the one thing too is we started to get a bit of an idea around, we've gotten sketches and we've gotten these like base, you know, elf and, and human forms that we've seen that clearly aren't going to be at all what we see later. But we're getting some snapshots into like character modeling now with the merchants and stuff like that. And so I'm kind of going, okay, it's just a matter of time now until we see the dwarves that we've seen a little bit, but until we really start to see the details of like the dwarves as a race and the Tolnar eventually, or like the, the elves and the different, are they actually coming? Yeah. I mean, no. one of these days, right? <laughs> yeah. They'll be coming from down under. So it'll be, a, it'll be a minute. Um, <laughs> waiting <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't really plan on playing sacks. one that might be my like welfare tune or something at some point but no i mean who knows who knows but gentlemen it's been a lot of fun been some great conversations it's been a pleasure getting to know both of you um but that's a wrap friends and uh we are going to go ahead and wind this down i will be continuing myself after but for those of you watching the show it has come to an end and like i said we will be bringing on other names other faces you'll probably see these gentlemen again too over the next weeks to a couple months as we search for uh some of the people that are going to be a good fit for the show and and you too it was great it was a great conversation obviously um so definitely a pleasure uh chatting with you and getting to know you a little bit more uh hopefully we'll continue that in the near future again soon and uh with that being said this is my domain where people are watching it. Why don't you let uh, the community know where you kind of reign, where they can find you on socials or, uh, you know, Twitch or YouTube or any of that. If that's something you want to promote, feel free. Going ahead. Uh, we'll go with the uh, stack first. Oh, you're muted to me, man. Yeah. I am muted. All right, cool, I need cool. to press my button. My bad. <laughs> I'm Mick Staggerson on, uh, yeah, the Ashes of Creation forums as well as uh discord so you can find me there uh, i think that's pretty much the only socials i really use for this kind of stuff so and i'm wandering mist on both the forums and discord you'll see me around there i'm more active on the forums than i am on the discord but i do make the occasional appearance um I do have a YouTube channel, but I very rarely use it. I think I've got one video up on there. You can search for Wandering Mist on YouTube, but I've I've got one anime video on there at the moment. But yeah, so forums is the best place to catch me if you want. Right on, man. Well, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Everyone else, I'm Seymour. I've been your host. Ashes Pathfinders will continue again next Sunday. I think we're going to try and stick with the 5 p.m. CDT uh, time. I'll be getting the last episode up shortly, and this one will be up towards the end of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for sticking with us. And until next time, we will catch you on stream, friends. Have a great week, everybody.
Bye-bye. See you guys. Everybody.